Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 147 of the Attractions Podcast. I am Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. And I don't have a lot to share uh, about theme parks in my life this week because uh, I have seen nothing but the inside of my house. I unfortunately finally tested positive for COVID right after 4th of July. I didn't even go anywhere. I did not go to a theme park for fireworks. I did not go out partying nothing i've been very quiet wear a mask everywhere but it still hit me uh so um i have uh, i've seen a lot of television uh we could chat about the stranger things finale and other things yeah. we've watched but uh other than that i have been hibernating uh so carly it's up to you for me to live vicariously how was your <laughs> week it was great i checked off a really big uh theme park bucket list and went to holiday world for the yes first time. i saw some of your tweets oh. it looked fantastic before we jump into the news please uh for folks who don't know where holiday world is or, or haven't been give us a little glimpse what yes. was it like so it is in santa claus indiana not too far from like bowling green kentucky a couple hours uh west north of nashville tennessee it is a wonderful fever dream town. <laughs> Everything is Santa related because of the name. It used right. To be Santa Claus land. And then to kind of get introduced to more holidays, they changed it to holiday world when they added Halloween and 4th of July and Thanksgiving. And, and this has been around a long time. I, I believe that they might even have been there since before Disneyland. Right? Yes. 40s. Yeah. yeah. So they're yeah. one of America's first true like themed parks mm -hmm. granted it was a much smaller scale it was more like animal exhibits and stuff mm -hmm. in the early days but it was incredible i think i have a new favorite wooden roller coaster after going on the voyage i have heard nothing but good things about the voyage it yes. was relentless and when you th it's so long too when mm -hmm. you think it's over it starts again and it was just it was relentless. That's the only way to say it, but so exhilarating. The food was incredible. We had their iconic Thanksgiving dinner. Ah. Amazing. And if you get a chance to go, it is very affordable. Everything in the town was really affordable. Like we went out to dinner and we're like, oh, wow, a dinner entree for $7. And it was really right. good. It's just, it's all like, it's like inflation down. hasn't shown up in, uh, in Indiana yet. Right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. And I was, and like, they still wow. have free soft drinks, free soft drinks. I don't really drink a lot of soda. But the game changer was there were so many and they all had water ah. and it was about 110 degrees when mm. we visited on Thursday. Everywhere I turned, there was a place to refill my water bottle. And that to me was just it made a big difference because I drink so much water, as you mm -hmm. see with my massive mm -hmm. cup that I always have. So at Disney, I'm always like so thirsty and those little freebie cups don't do it. And I feel like that was a really big game changer. But the coasters are amazing. And it's kind of. It's one of the only parks I've found that's been able to kind of expand with the growing demands of an audience that wants thrills, but has the charm and it feels authentic. Now, this this might have only been an insane rumor, but is it true that they have a Sally Dark ride where you whistle at turkeys? Yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> so I, I actually went on a few times because I couldn't believe it. <laughs> it was incredible. I loved love it. it. 
Love it. I love uh, it. shot a POV that should be going up on attractions. Yes. Excellent. Minute now, so yes, check out. But it's incredible. Go if you can. The merch is amazing. Everything's great. That sounds fantastic. Uh, someday I am going to do a whole Midwest bucket list tour of all of those parks in the middle of the country that I have always flown over. Uh, yeah. Someday. Well, uh, without any further ado, let's go ahead and jump right into the news. First up, more character dining experiences are finally returning to Walt Disney World. It's been a long couple of years, but uh, characters are coming back to the Crystal Palace and the Magic Kingdom, Ohana, Breakfast, and other spots around Walt Disney World, and it is about time. Yes, this is big, especially the Cape May Cafe, bringing back their minis, breakfast. Of course, Ohana is such a family staple. I don't think it's the best maybe breakfast food-wise on the list, but people love it. And when you hug that character again for the first time, it really is emotional. So um, I got to say, I have... uh, a friend who has been a server at the Crystal Palace in Disney since the the early eighties. Um, he's God. He he's been there uh, forty years, uh, and he's not even close to being the most senior person there. I mean, there are people there are people who have been servers there since seventy one, um, and the pandemic was really hard on those guys because um, they switched from being a buffet to having to actually serve all the food Mm -hmm. and they lost the characters. Um, So you've got all of these guests who are paying a huge amount of money for food that's not all that great. (laughs) They're now having to wait for it and they're not getting the characters that came along with it. Uh, And they didn't lower the prices much. Um, So, I mean, the, the servers have been under a lot of stress for the last couple of years so if nothing else i'm really happy for them that they're getting back to uh normal operations um it does it, it is called a buffet again and it is a buffet i i personally as a guest kind of liked when the buffets became family service oh, or yeah. family style uh and you weren't lining up and all sharing the same trays but buffets are back um you, the, the prime rib the ravioli the peel and eat shrimp that people love uh all back starting september 20th uh along with winnie the pooh uh and his hundred acre friend woods friends uh that's at the magic kingdom T- september 27th is the date for uh characters to be back at ohana's best friends breakfast and that's uh lilo and stitch of course at the poly and october 4th is the date for cape may cafe's mini beach bash breakfast uh obviously uh minnie and donald <laughs> and goofy uh, and, uh, of course you got the, the mini Mickey and mini waffles and those salted caramel beach buns are back. Yes. This is exciting. Uh, like you said, I am going to miss the family style. I had a meal at horseshoe on October 1st when it was still doing the family style. It was mm. delicious. And I was like, wow, this is great. Not a huge buffet person, but I know this is such a popular option for mm-hmm. people really looking to maybe they do that one big meal of the day. 
and they eat yeah. a ton and fill up for the rest. So I could see it being of value and of interest to so many people. Uh, yeah. Amen. If you are going to do one of these, uh, I suggest like a 48 hour fast beforehand. So you can really get your money's worth. Really got to you know pack everything in there if you're going to get good value out of one of these. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can uh, head to Walt Disney World's website and start booking reservations and uh, or through the mobile app. Uh, and obviously you are going to want reservations because these things yes. are going to be slammed once they reopen. Uh, next up, Duffy, the Disney Bears' newest friend is coming to Hong Kong Disneyland Resort. Uh, we're starting September 9th. Uh, you are going to be able to meet Lena Bell the Fox, uh, joining her friends Duffy, Shelley Mae, Gelatoni, Stella Lou, Olamel, and Cookie Ann uh, as... The super adorable kawaii creatures take over yet another Disney theme park. I am here for this. I love them so much. It is just pure joy. I am Olumel Stan. I think he is awesome. I love that the Polynesian brings in a lot of his merch. So I partake in that a lot since I obviously haven't been able to make it over to Asia. So I am happy to see yet another character being added to the friend group. So because you are a self-admitted Stan, uh, you obviously know uh, Lena Bell's whole backstory, yes. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> Duffy the Disney bear was uh, following a butterfly through the forest, got lost, and she uh, used her special magnifying glass to uh, help him uh, get back home. Uh, so yes, she is, she is a detective. She's like the Nancy Drew of, uh, of, of Duffy's crew. Yes, I love the way they describe her. She's like gentle natured, so the fox like tendencies, but then mm -hmm. she just has this little curiosity. So I think she'll round out the friend group really well. So uh, if you do make it over to Hong Kong Disneyland Resort, you're going to be able to do a meet and greet with her, uh, obviously, uh, buy some exclusive merchandise. Uh, more on that's going to be announced next month. Uh, there's going to be entertainment, uh, which means um, food that is so adorable that you won't want to eat it. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course, uh, also Hong Kong Disneyland's hotel is going to have a Lena Bell themed overlay in select rooms, uh, as well as some arts and crafts workshops. Yeah, I, I love this. And so she's already actually made her debut at Shanghai Disney. So you can mm -hmm. see some pics on socials. I've seen some uh, people post. And then she's going to debut at Tokyo Disney Sea on September 8th. Yep. Uh, and obviously, these are kind of confined to the Asian Disney parks. They they kind of made an attempt to bring them into Epcot a few years ago. Didn't go over all that great, uh, but but who knows? Maybe they'll make a, another run at it someday. Right. Next up, zombie dance parties are taking over Disney Springs and Downtown Disney, uh, July, August. 5th through 14th at Walt Disney World and July 29th through 31st in Disneyland Resort. And it is all to celebrate the release of Disney's Zombie 3 on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, I'm excited about this. Zombie, the first one, is one of my favorite Disney Channel movies. So this third one is actually going to be the final in the series. And I love that they're kind of doing some park activations to get people hyped. Uh, it is a little curious that they're doing these after the movie comes out because i believe it's coming out july 15th so very very soon so these yep. are a little bit ways out after yeah if you subscribe to disney plus you'll be able to watch it starting on july 15th but for folks who only have the disney channel uh that's going to be available to them starting on august 2nd 
so what they're doing is putting together a show called Zombies Bash. Uh, it's a 20-minute stage show. It's a, a sing-along with music from all three of the Zombies films. Uh, and there's also going to be a photo op. Um, and it's going to be uh, taking place uh, in downtown uh, Disney at Disneyland. It's going to be uh, at set times, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. Uh, Disney Springs here in Walt Disney World. It's going to be at the Marketplace stage. Uh, and uh, the show times haven't been announced yet. So I would keep an eye on the website or the, uh, the mobile app. Um, and uh, I, I got to confess, I'm a, a big fan of all things zombies, but I have never seen a Disney oh. zombie. Um, so uh, I, might I might have to catch up on the yes. on the trilogy. Uh, <laughs> Watch the first one at least. It is like right. star-crossed lovers, Grease style. It's really good. All right. I, and I assume since this is on Disney, it's not particularly gory. They're, they don't actually no. eat brains, in these zombies. Are they no, all like vegan zombies? They're, they're more lovable. All right. <laughs> Next up, DizCon 2022 is an after-hours party at Epcot that is going to benefit Give Kids the World. Uh, it is coming to the Coronado Springs Resort this September. Um, and if you attend you can both uh raise money for critically ill children and get to ride guardians of the galaxy yes this is a win-win and i love that it is taking place on october 1st so that's epcot's 40th anniversary mm -hmm. it's going to be from 10 30 p.m to 12 30 a.m and the tickets aren't too bad for an after hours event like this it's 199 dollars per person but you also get the tax deduction of 80 dollars, and that's going to be given to give kids the world yeah, um, the party is going to include uh, being able to ride Gardens of the Galaxy uh, as well as Test Track and Mission Space. So it sounds like you're going to be confined to that uh, that section of the park. Um, but there's going to be some character meet and greets, exclusive entertainment, uh, enhanced dessert party offerings. Uh, and best of all, uh, you know that you are contributing towards a really great cause. Absolutely. So... Uh, yeah, uh, if you want to purchase those tickets, head on over to gktw.com. All right, uh, moving away from Disney news, three new DC superheroes have made their debut at Warner Brothers World in Abu Dhabi. Uh, for the first time ever, Aquaman, Mira, and Supergirl uh, are can be met in the flesh uh, at the warner brothers theme park uh in the middle east wow this is really cool so they are joining kind of making their inaugural appearances in celebration of what they have going on now which is the summertime superhero season yeah uh it kicked off on july 5th um and they have in-park activities live entertainment uh and uh, the feature is the new meet and greets with these three characters uh, and it looks like uh, Aquaman and Mira's meet and greet uh, is a story-driven experience that includes some special effects. Ooh, yeah. So if you are a superhero fan, I think now is the time, maybe, to go <laughs> to the United Arab Emirates. And... I, you know, I, uh, I've been trying to convince my wife uh, that when we do our, our trip out to Asia, we should uh, work in a layover through here. Cause uh, I have heard uh, really good things about this park in particular. Uh, I know a lot of really talented people who worked on design, people who had also worked for Disney and Universal. And 
if nothing else, uh, they have a Batman ride that is like the next generation of Forbidden Journey that yep. uh, I would love to check out. Um, the the costume design we could discuss for this park. It's a really interesting. It's like they took kind of the the DC universe films and also the Arrowverse TV shows and a little bit of the comic books and mashed them all together. So it's not kind of based on any particular iteration. It's sort of like a a, a mashup of of different versions of the characters. It's kind of interesting. Yes. Well, you'll have to go over there and see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Brian uh, Sager pointed out that uh, Think Well Group, um, who is a, a really great uh, design company, uh, did a lot of work on that. Um, and they, they've gotten really uh, a lot of praise for it. So someday we'll make yeah. it over there. Um, speaking of Warner Brothers, if you're not heading all the way to uh, Abu Dhabi, you can head on over to Hollywood. And check out the new Warner Brothers Studio Tours Classics Made Here Tour. Uh, it is a new guided tour that has been added to their existing tours, uh, focusing on the classic films uh, made at the Warner Brothers Studio. Yeah, I thought this was really cool. I, I haven't been there since they did all those updates uh, in the pandemic era, but I can tell you I loved it so much when I had gone there before. And I'm excited to see some of the offerings in this new classics made here. They have one of the last or the last existing set piece from Casablanca. Yeah. More people would love to see in the flesh. Yeah. So um, they, they already have tours that you can yeah. take, but the, the tours that they've been doing previously, they touched briefly on some of the classics, but they focused a lot on more modern films like Harry Potter or the superhero movies. Um, this is really tailored for people who are into things like The Music Man, and Bonnie and Clyde mm -hmm. and Rebel Without a Cause. Um, and uh, they'll even ask you at the beginning of the tour what some of your favorite old classics uh, are, and they will be sure to, to point out those locations. Um, and uh, yeah, like you said, one of the, the big highlights is this um, bakery facade uh, that is uh, the last physical set left from Casablanca and uh, was also in the Betty Davis film Now Voyager. Um, you know, they have an amazing collection of uh, outdoor sets and also sound stages. Uh, and you can go to these sound stages and see a history of, uh, of the famous films and TV shows that were shot on them. Um, so if you are, you know, fan of the kind of Turner classic movies era of, uh, of filmmaking, um, there's there's still a lot of great history uh, that you can explore. Right. I love that they're doing this because there are so many people that just want to learn about, you know, old school Hollywood and maybe don't care about Harry Potter. And that's fine because there yep. is kind of a not a generation limit, but, you know, there's a lot of people coming that want to learn about this. Yeah. Um, and if, you know, if maybe you've been there and done the, the one tour before, uh, this is an opportunity to go back and see a whole different side of the studio. Um, a lot of great costumes on display. Uh, and of course, there's there's still plenty of modern things that you get to see. Uh, for in instance, they recently relocated the iconic Friends Fountain Ooh, yes. uh, uh, so that now folks can uh, take a picture with it. Um, and uh, Brian, uh, Brian mentioned in our chat, uh, if you are a Harry Potter fan, you can buy bottled butterbeer at the... Uh, the Warner Brothers Hollywood tour and bring it home. So uh, that that is uh, that's something special. <laughs> All right. Um, 
So if you want more information, you can head on over to wbstudiotour.com. And uh, our friend Jeff, who produces uh, this podcast, actually did a full tour and has a really detailed uh, review of it. So go ahead to our website and read that. Next up, the summer of more at Gaylord Resorts is almost all about the water parks. Uh, now through September 5th, uh, Gaylord Resorts, five of them across the country, are inviting guests to enjoy uh, their water adventures, their live entertainment, uh, and their culinary creations. Yes, I can attest. I just did this summer experience at the Gaylord Opryland, which is in Nashville, mm -hmm. to experience their indoor water parks, sound waves, and just all the great dining. These resorts are like top-notch Disney level immersive properties that you could just go to for maybe a two night stay and never leave because there's so much to do. Yeah. Um, the, the Gaylord Opryland, uh, as you mentioned, uh, they have a sound waves indoor and outdoor water park. That's got a flow rider. It's got lazy rivers. It's uh, it, it's quite a water park. Um, but is. what I'm really curious about is that they have, uh, they've got this thing called battle for the blue diamond boat ride. Yes. Um, they've got, an indoor river, uh, the Delta yep. River running through their atrium. Uh, they've, you know, like a lot of the, the Gaylord Palms, like like the one here in Orlando, has a huge atrium with themed areas, jungles and everything inside. Uh, and you can take a 30-minute pirate-themed adventure uh, along the river. That is, you know, a, a theme park attraction inside a hotel. Yes. It's pretty amazing. And they, they have incredible live actors. I didn't do it, but I watched it. We had dinner right along the water. So you could see firsthand this going on. They have music, special effects, lighting, and just like awesome, really live actors. It's definitely very kid friendly, but it's a really cool, neat thing. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, well, the one here in Orlando, uh, the, the Gaylord Palms here, um, they recently opened their Cypress Springs water park. Uh, and it's got a new crystal river rapids water adventure um and they uh if you head on over to gaylord texan um they've got paradise springs which is a 10 acre outdoor recreation area including a pool and a lazy river and a walk-in beach uh and they're also doing some kid friendly junior chefs camps uh to uh let kids learn how to bake pirate and princess cupcakes Yes, very family friendly. And I think that mm -hmm. they do a really nice job of there's so much for adults with really high end dining steakhouses, but they really make the kids a part of it. Yep. Uh, more Gaylords are located uh, in the Rockies. And also uh, there's the Gaylord National. Um, and uh, that is uh, in the Washington, D.C. area. Uh, and you can find out more about all of these uh, at Marriott.com. Um, uh, these uh, activities are going on throughout the summer. So uh, if you live in the area of one of these, uh, makes for a great staycation. Mm -hmm. And now we've got a little bit of sad news or happy news, depending oh. on your point of view. <laughs> it's your last chance to ride Wildcat at Hershey Park uh, because the wooden roller coaster is going to close on july 31st and there are hints about what might be coming in the future uh that we are about to talk about um we're gonna pour one gotta, gotta pour one out here for uh for the wildcat uh and i think i think we should talk a little bit of history of the wildcat i know um 
I know you're a big Hershey Park yes. fan like I am. And this is a coaster that I've ridden many, many times over the years. Uh, it opened back in 1996. Um, and I believe this was one of the first, if not the first coaster from uh, GCI, uh, Great Coasters International, mm -hmm. uh, which went on to build uh, things like Thunderhead at Dollywood, uh, Gwazi at um, Bush Gardens, um, the White 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 Lightning at Fun Spot. I mean, they've got a, a long track record. Yeah. Um, I remember when this came out, it was a big deal. Yes. And they're, you know... Wooden roller coasters were considered at that kind kind of boring and they were they were old fashioned and uh, they were not as thrilling as the steel coasters that were coming out in that era. And then this came out and it was crazy. It was wild. It was a lot faster, a lot steeper, a lot more twisty than any wooden coaster I had been on at that time. And for a few years, it had a really great reputation. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what your first experience was. I, I was went like. shortly after. So we would always go Mother's Day weekend in like every year growing mm -hmm. up. So I went shortly after it opened. I loved it. I still love it. I still ride it. It is, you can see the way it's situated in the park, if you haven't been to Hershey Park, is it's on the corner. So as you're driving by, you see it. It's towering. Mm -hmm. It is very a large presence. I love it. I love wooden roller coasters. It is wild, but after doing like the voyage and the legend mm. at Holiday World, I still think Wildcat is like child's play compared to the. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, maybe the coaster's gotten old, or maybe I've just gotten old. My last few experiences with Wildcat were not pleasant. Um, yeah. They were uh, very. Uh, rough very very rough and this was uh this went through a similar evolution that Gwazi did um where uh it got increasingly shaky they tried uh bringing in millennium flyer trains uh a few years ago to make it smoother which helped very briefly but it, it just not a comfortable ride not something that you want to re-ride it's the kind of thing that you yeah. i you know i would do once a year and then be like why did i do that to myself yeah so it's the rumor is, <laughs> the rumor is that uh, um, we might see this become an RMC uh, with a topper track, similar to how Guazi was turned into Iron Guazi. And if that's the case, I'm all for it. Uh, I I have enjoyed uh, what they did to Guazi so much. Right. Uh, see, I'm hearing that they're fully taking it down. But we won't know for a while. I know we won't know for a while. I'm hearing that it's just too, it's too far gone. Yeah. I know a lot of, if you can always go on this ride, like it's really sad. I, I love it. I still go on it, but it really, really has a weight because it just has that reputation of just yeah. really killing your joints. It, so. And, and here's the thing. You've got two other really good wooden coasters in that park. You've got the lightning racers, uh, which I, find more enjoyable uh than yeah. wildcat mm -hmm. and you've got comet which is just classic like it's that one <laughs> that one i can do over and over i don't yeah. care if that one's uh rough it's it's a fun kind of rough mm -hmm. to me it's not it's not a, a painful kind of rough so uh they've still got two great wooden coasters um and i guess we're just gonna have to watch this spot and see what happens to it but uh, I don't know. I, I know I'm not going to make it out there before the 31st to get in the last ride. And, and oh. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. So I am going to be in New Jersey this week visiting family. And right. I, 
I have entertained the idea of us driving in for the day to go on it. So I go for it. You want to go on one more ride, but we'll see. All right. Let me know how that works out. (laughs) Well, uh, coming back to Florida, Lunar Launch Camp is bringing a weekend of spaced space themed fun to Legoland, Florida. Uh, this happened on July 9th and 10th. Uh, if you're listening to this live, you've still got a few hours to run over there. Uh, it's free with park admission. Um, and uh, it is the first time ever that uh, Miniland USA has held this, uh, hosted this two-day event because they finally got their canopy. Uh, yes. You finally have shade in Miniland. Much needed. That is a game changer. <laughs> mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so yeah, this uh, this event had uh, interactive stations with space painting and a photo booth um, at building a mosaic and a telescope. Uh, kids can earn special badges. Um, and uh, if you're interested in this, uh, you probably also want to set your calendar for November 2nd because that is when the Pirates River Quest, uh, that's the next big attraction at Legoland. That is when that is opening up. Exciting times there. Yep. Uh, LegolandFlorida.com is the place to go for more information. Uh, And for our final piece of news in the queue, uh, if you are in Las Vegas, uh, I hope that you are at the Fashion Show Mall on July 8th because that was the grand opening of Hello Kitty Cafe on the Las Vegas Strip. Yes, this looks really cool. I haven't gone to any of the pop-ups, but... Sinrio Pureland in Asia is on my bucket list of parks to visit. Hello Kitty is just adorable. How can you not love her? And I think Vegas, specifically the Fashion Show Mall, is the perfect place for this cafe. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's a great location. Uh, and this uh, this um, new shop, uh, they had their grand opening on, on the 8th, as I mentioned. Uh, and they did giveaways for the first 100 guests. Um, but... Uh, you can get um, food, uh, you can get drinks, uh, sweets and cupcakes and donuts. Um, and of course, there's plenty of merch, uh, mugs and T-shirts, and it is all uh, super adorable. Um, the cafe is now open 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. on Monday through Thursday or 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Friday and Saturday. Uh, Sundays, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Um, I, next time I am in Vegas, I need to try one of their milk teas, um, yes. and <laughs> the little cakes shaped like, uh, Hello yes, Kitty are I was <laughs> too cute to eat. Uh, um, uh, as you mentioned, they previously had a pop-up at the Park MGM, um, mm-hmm. and there's a Hello Kitty Grand Cafe in Irvine, California, along with some, uh, food trucks that they tour around the country. Very cool. Yep. Uh, and if you want any more information about this or uh, other Hello Kitty uh, activities, uh, Sanrio.com. All right. Well, before, uh, I think uh, that is all that we had for this week's news in the queue. Uh, and I think now we are just going to jump right into this week's main attraction. Bringing you your top news story of the week. Whether from your backyard or from around the world, it's time for the main attraction! (laughs) 
All right, this week's main attraction, Universal Studios Hollywood, is adding Nope, the set from Jupiter's Claim from the upcoming Jordan Peele film is coming to the studio tour starting July 22nd. Yes, this is so exciting. That is one of my favorite things about Universal Studios Hollywood. And this is actually going to be a permanent addition to the tour. So it is not coming just for a little while. This is going to be a full permanent addition that's going to be debuting in tandem with the theatrical release of the film. Yes. Uh, yeah, the movie comes out on the 22nd. Uh, we know it's going to be scary. Um, we know it involves a uh, a uh, black family that uh, owns a movie ranch uh, and is involved in movie making um, and that they have uh, that that Jupiter's claim is sort of a tourist attraction mm -hmm. in the context of the movie. Uh, and they've taken the actual sets used to make the movie and just transported them over here, rebuilt the set. So it is as authentic as it can get to the film. Um, we don't know entirely what guests are going to experience as the uh, tram drives through here. Um, I personally would not be surprised if there are some live actors involved uh, in this because uh, Universal has been known to uh, to use those in the in the movie sets uh, along the tour. Um, you know, when this first started getting constructed, I heard a lot of people saying, oh, this is just part of the terror tram. This is only part of Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, right. Nope. Nope, nope yeah. is nope is here to stay. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's also on a completely unrelated note, uh, this is located at almost the end of the tour. It is immediately before the Fast and Furious experience, which is yeah. the finale of the tour. Um, but there is a lot of uh, very credible rumors that uh, Universal is going to be building a Fast and the Furious roller coaster in Hollywood that will... Uh, replace the fast and the furious tram experience um so this would be a, a good uh you know get a new finale in there before you shut down the old finale is a smart move um uh so i am excited uh i can't wait for someone i i personally will not be there on the 22nd but uh hopefully we will have someone out there very shortly to bring back some footage uh and spoil it yes please <laughs> Um, but I'm, uh, you know, I am, I'm glad to see that they are not forgetting about the tram tour. You know, every, every few years when there's talk about expanding Universal Hollywood or, you know, making it more of a resort destination and, you know, people talk about, well, where can they build? Where can they put things? Uh, and there was always talk like, well, we could get rid of this part of the tram tour, that part of the tram tour. No. Tram tour to me is Universal Hollywood. Right. Anything else at Universal Hollywood, you can get as good or better in another theme park somewhere, but no one does the tram tour. Mm -hmm. No one else. Um, so, you know, the, the fact that uh, they're, you know, making it bigger, making it better. That's good news to me. Same here. I, I love it so much. It, I run it all the time and I just, I love it. So this is exciting and I am, will be sad if they get rid of the fast and the furious part because it is so ridiculous, but you can always do it at uh, Orlando. Yes. Uh, yeah, you, that that's unfortunately probably going to live on for quite a while in Orlando. Uh, fingers crossed we can get rid of that someday, but they've yeah. got to they got to return on that capital investment before it goes away. Um, so, yeah, uh, I I am more intrigued to see Nope now uh, that I now that I know that it is part of uh, the future of the 
of the tram tour. So, right. and, and, and of course, film at the theme park, we have to see it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, all right. Well, and, and speaking of horror films in a theme park, uh, freaky is now on HBO max. And so that is, uh, that is coming to, uh, universal studios, Halloween horror nights on both coasts as part of the horrors of Blumhouse. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I can give that a big thumbs up. Uh, I, it is a horror remake of freaky Friday as strange as that sounds. <laughs> and Vince Vaughn is really, really funny in it. I, like uh, it. I haven't said that about him in anything in a long time. So uh, yeah, I, I give that a thumbs up. Um, so uh, that just about wraps up yes. this week's edition. Um, before we go, I want to remind everyone, please head on over to Apple Podcasts, give us a review, and also please leave us, us a rating on Spotify. If you want to hear more coverage from us and Attractions Magazine on the interwebs, uh, you can find me personally uh, once I recover from this COVID. <laughs> I'll be out and about uh, on Twitter at the UG series uh, or at the Unofficial Guides on Instagram, and you can find my books at theunofficialguides.com. Carly, where can folks find you? Yes, I am on Twitter at Carly Caramana, and on Instagram, I am Adventures by Carly, and I will be heading to Avengers Campus at Disneyland Paris very soon. So and jelly. Yes, I will be posting everything on there. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I will definitely be following that. And uh, if you want to follow Attractions Magazine, you can find us at attractionsmagazine.com, at attractions on Twitter on Instagram at Attractions Magazine and on YouTube.com slash Attractions Magazine. Uh, until next week, I hope that all of you folks stay safe and healthy, unlike me. <laughs> Try something new, but most importantly, have fun. Yeah. And we will see you all next time. Bye.